Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, we are back, and this is the Greg Show. Join us, as usual, is Darlene Watts. Darlene, welcome to the Greg. Hey, it's going to be a good show. Well, it will. We have a lot we can talk about. There's no questions about that, you know. And, and the big concern that I've had today is the media today, what they're doing, how they're doing it, how they're promoting their stuff. Um, you know. From all the recent news with NBC News, Chris Kyle comments, you know, the American Sniper case, uh, you, you know, you, you've got news correspondents that uh, have lied and, and stated that their chopper was shot down or was forced to land or whatever in Iraq, and now that guy is suspended. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, all for uh, the purpose of rating. You know, and it's just sickening. You don't know what to believe. You don't know what to think when you're reading all this stuff. Um, it's just, it's it's amazing. And so I just finally get fed up of hearing all this stuff in the media and said, you know what? It's time for the Grape Show. Plain and simple. Um, it's a show where we still have our rights of freedom of speech and we can say how we feel and state what we feel. And, and that's what makes the Grape Show a good show. Well, you, you can on talk show, you mean. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't do that on every radio media online, so. <laughs> you know, there's something else I want to talk about that's bugging me. There's been a lot of news articles, including WGAL uh, on Channel 13 in Maryland. Um they released a statement saying your Samsung TV is listening to your private conversation. And they've made this a sensationalized story. It's going around the web and the media everywhere. I don't know a news media channel that has not forwarded the same message. However, no, I don't think, a, I think it's more than just Samsung, honestly. This is, this, well, this warnings have been going out there for a while on, um, at least your cell phones. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so I did a little research to find out if there's anything really, you know, to the stories. You know, now I know your smart TVs that they have out there, your flat screen or flat screen models, and there's so many different models out there. Um, there's really nothing at this point to prove that there's anything, any sort of listening device or chip planted inside your TV that would even suggest that they, on the other end, Whoever that could be, who is they? That's my question. They? <laughs> who is they? You know, the government? Uh, the the independent yeah. uh, manufacturers? You know, so that's on the fence. I mean, is it possible? Oh, absolutely. They have smart chips and everything from their cars, <laughs> excuse me, to the NFL football that was thrown 
Every weekend's touchdown. Yes, indeed. We had a smart chip in that football. So is it possible? You bet. Do I believe it? Not entirely at this point. Well, here's, here's the thing that I have a problem with with that. You know, it's real easy to think, oh, they're spying constantly. But imagine all the data that you're going to get if you spied on every single person, every family that has a TV with a smart chip. Yeah. Now, you know just from ghost hunting what it is to go through that, that data and, the, you know, to do that. Is that realistic? And, you know, look at the amount of stuff you'd be saving, the data you'd be saving, it it would be to the point of ridiculousness. So I, I just don't see that as being uh, logical. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Now, there's another thing that just irks the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. Every time I see Barack Obama's face, <laughs> Secretary of State John Kerry's face right there with him, I just cringe. <laughs> And the reason is, this is something that's alarming and disturbing to me, but uh, Obama on Wednesday made the case for Congress to formally authorize the use of military force in the war against ISIS. I thought we already have been doing that since who God knows how when. I mean, he's just now pleading to Congress for the use of military force in the war against ISIS, declaring that the congressional passage or the uh, measure makes the U.S. strongest in the fight against ISIL? is going to lose. It makes no, make no mistake, this is a difficult mission, he says, and it will remain difficult for some time, he said, during an afternoon press conference, but he added, our coalition is on the offensive, ISIL is on the defensive, and ISIL is going to lose. Based on what does he make these statements? Do you know, and for the people that are listening, do they know that the CIA and also President Obama has been supplying both sides with military armament, you know, military-grade weapons. So we're funding terrorists to fight other terrorists. That does not make sense. So who who decides, darling? Who do you think decides? Is that that one side taking out the other side? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. We're still... Yeah. Well, you know, they, they look at Afghanistan and how they funded them to fight the Russians and how that ended up being turned on us. And you would think they would learn from that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, uh, Obama flanked by Vice President Joe Biden, Secretary of State John Kerry, and Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel outlined the parameters of the request to deliver it to Congress earlier that day. He said the bill reflects our core objective to destroy ISIL and includes authority for a system, systemic and sustained campaign of airstrikes, support and training for forces on the ground and humanitarian assistance. I got problems with war like that. First of all, it's my belief that we need to protect our borders. We need to protect our people in our own country. Worry about our own country first. I did not yeah. think... Yeah. Spent billions of dollars on war, uh, not gaining ground for that. What, what's the purpose? You can't wipe out countries, many, many, many countries. Yeah, are- you know when when they started fighting the the kind of like before the war, you know, the threats that could come up, you know, that might be going on. I think that's when they really started 
it's stretching yeah. too far there, you know. Yeah. So Obama, he did make clear, though, he made clear, however, that the authorization for the use of military force, or AUMF, did not call for the deployment of ground troops in Iraq or Syria. So what does that mean? Drones? But what that what I think that means is that again he's going to spend billions of dollars again to fund even more into what's going on over there. Um, I don't know. He says I am convinced that the U.S. should not get back into another grand war in the Middle East. It's not in our national security interest and not necessary for us to defeat ISIL. He said. If he truly felt that and, made, and makes these statements, why in the hell is he funding? <laughs> why, are, why are we spending so much money over there now? You know, he just can't believe a word. I mean, if his lips are moving, he's probably lying to the public and has been deceiving everybody. It's really bad. No, you're not the only one that feels that way. No. no. You know, as the proposal uh, gave the military the flexibility to confront unforeseen circumstances, potentially by deploying special forces in the region. Here we go again. Special forces. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill say they draft a UMF, a resolution that would formally authorize the already six-month-old U.S. military effort against the militant group. So prior to this, six months prior to him making these statements, he had already put this into action. He's already assisted uh, the terror groups, a couple of terror groups over there, and, you know, uh, in joint operations to fight each other. And, you know, it, I just, I don't see a resolution here. I, I find it getting us deeper into debt already. I mean, we already are trillions of dollars in debt. And here he wants to fund more money to do the same thing he started out doing in the first place when he was first uh, voted into office. It's alarming and yeah. sad. Um, you know, that's just, that's part of the problem. Uh, but, you know. Didn't they used to say that the Republicans would get you in the war and the Democrats would get you out? <laughs> yeah, whatever happened around? to that slogan? <laughs> whatever happened to that slogan? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I think it's time to start scaling back the war. I mean, I, maybe it's because I'm a, a woman and, you know, my point of view with the, the Indians, but, um. Uh, I don't. I I just don't understand. It's it seems like it's war, war, war a lot, and it's a lot of money, and it's a lot of uh, people being killed. And uh, Obama goes on to say uh, that uh, also he says that the White House draft resolution would constrain the U.S. military effort and would not authorize long-term, large-scale ground combat operations like in Iraq. In Afghanistan. So what the hell is he doing? What's his plan? It makes no sense. How can he put a timeline on a bill he's trying to pass through Congress? Well, is he, doesn't that make you think that they could be using drones to to fight that? Well, I'm the, the to, dollar but, amount would be extreme to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, drones, you know, that's another topic right there. Uh, we've had a lot of failed issues with drones, and well, you know, you can get those little models. Um, I, I don't think they're even that that expensive. They're probably just a few hundred dollars, and you know, they. Yeah. I mean, they're flying up to three thousand feet, so and you can put cameras on it, so that makes 
spying is really not a problem anymore. Yeah, well, you, if you can put cameras well, on it, you can do other things. Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, and another thing that's really got me just chapped, Governor Schitzhofer, state of Oregon, long time, long time sitting governor, voted in relentlessly no matter what has happened. It's frustrating. I've been waiting to the day that we see him out of the state of Oregon, and by gosh, I'm celebrating with the victory today. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm glad to say it. We have a good, good reason to be happy he's leaving our legislation. So so um, what's your complaints about this guy exactly? My complaints with Governor Kitzhaber is, one, he's for your legals. Two, he's had a wife that married an illegal just for the purpose of getting him in this country. That is a problem. How can you be like that and ignore that? You know, it just makes sense. It makes sense. No wonder he supports all these illegals. Well, it came back to bite him right in the ass. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Or, you know, but locally there's a lot more going on, a lot more going on. a global PDX investigation into the writings of Sylvia Hayes found portions of the Green Jobs Growth Plan 2011 through 2019 reports were plagiarized from a pre-existing state report. Hayes was paid tens of thousands of dollars to write a report intended to provide a roadmap for job growth in the green industries. And are, you, are you saying a, a report was plagiarized? Yes, ma'am, it was. Seriously? Wow. It was Yes. Hayes Consulting Firm 3E Strategies was approved by Oregon's Department of Community Colleges and Workforce Development to author the Green Jobs Growth Plan of 2011 through 19. The report published in October of 2010. Go Local PDX found seven distinct passages in the 116-page report that were copied verbatim without Attribution from the 2009 workplace already report the greening of Oregon's workforce. Oh, well, that's very suspicious. Wow. Isn't it? And this was published by the Oregon Employment Department, OED. Okay. Sylvia Hayes plagiarism. It reads the following. It is textbook plagiarism because their quotes and paraphrasing without proper attribution said Ben Gaskins, assistant professor of political science and Lewis and Clark College. And uh, the title that was Greedy with Shortcuts. Hayes and her firm, 3E Strategies, got greedy with their shortcuts and creating minor ethical wanderings, said plagiarism consultant Jonathan Bailey of Plagiarism Today. They could have just paraphrased it and no one would have noticed, Bailey said. Assistant professor of political sciences Ben Gaskins. Total credit, Lewis and Clark College, Hayes, and 3D report was part of the scope of work tied to a state contract which paid Hayes and her firm a staggering and reported six-figure earning of over $135,000. Hayes, the self-proclaimed first lady of Oregon. Isn't there a bigger problem there than the, the, I mean, seriously, if you're taking a report and you're plagiarizing it, Mm -hmm. um, it would bring the whole report into question of its legitimacy. Oh, absolutely. Forget that, it, that somebody didn't get credit for it. I'm just, wow. <laughs> Horrible. And, you know, last year uh, I was talking with my sister, in fact, and I'm like, 
talking about the statistics here in Oregon being wrong, that something's not right. That, and I told her nothing's changed. How can the workforce be going up, but there's more jobs and all this, if the stats aren't changing? And then <laughs> I see this broken out, the story today, actually. Right, I'm like, right. I'm like, so I'm right. I was right all <laughs> along. It's, it's disturbing. Yeah, that's pretty telltale right there. Well, yeah, and these are statistics that went out around the country, <laughs> all around America. Wow. There's all of the statistics, the statistics bureau, and so now you now you have it. And this is why I'm so angry with John Kitzhaber in the first place, is because he's been responsible for this stuff. You know, giving credit for having more jobs when in fact this guy. This guy has chased out more businesses in the state of Oregon than any other sitting governor, period. Oh. He is, I mean, we're talking multi-million dollar. Yeah, uh, we've, we've seen that even a little town that I'm in, you know, when you need jobs yeah. and they're chasing out businesses yeah. that would really employ some people, even if it's not a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. And it goes on and says, uh, Hayes and Fleet Strategies report was part of a scope of work tied to a state contract which paid Hayes and her firm over 135 grand. Hayes, the self-proclaimed First Lady of Oregon, who is now the subject of both an Oregon Ethics Commission review and an investigation by the Attorney General's office, was the lead author of the report. According to research and journalistic standards, the use of a block quote requires clear citation using quotation marks. That's just shocking. Yeah. Were Hayes a lead author on the 2009 OED report, she might have some room to claim that she is simply interpreting data the same way in two different venues. Said, yes. Given that she is clearly not a part of the early effort, nor are any of the people listed on the 2010 plan, she has absolutely no ability to say that this is anything other than plagiarism. Gaskin replied. <laughs> The identical passage is taken by Hayes and three strategies of the report from the Workforce Oregon's previously published work, not are in quotations. She was commissioned to her own work, and this would seem to run afoul of that, said Bailey. Because the state owns the OED report, it is not copyrighted and is free to use. Still, Bailey argues it betrays lazy writing, along with secondary source plagiarism. Well, again, it... it, it, it... Its credibility is out the window. Yeah, yeah, it you is. Know, so the Come report is probably not worth the paper it's written on. No, no. Ultimately, if you're a good author of something, you should make sure you're not uh, lifting phrases. Well, if you're writing a report, there's a yeah. reason for the report. So why would you be plagiarizing anything? Well, it says plagiarism is not illegal, and I want to argue that right the hell now. Well, plagiarism no. is illegal. Well, no, actually, it's not it, it will. You're you're wrong there. You're, no. There are instances. There are actually instances that you could do that. Anything written before 1970, for instance, um, older books and stuff, you could actually quote right out of there. And you know, if if the writer is dead, you could do that as well. If there's nobody that you owns it, use somebody else's work in a federal yeah. spending. It's bill. not well morally. Case, it's wrong. Well, <laughs> I mean. You know, it, it, just because it's not illegal doesn't mean that it should be done. No, no. You're talking about 
you know, a financial bill of trillions of dollars. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, said uh, work done by the state is the public domain and can legally be used by an outside contractor commissioned by the state, even if that contractor is doing it for a profit, as was the case with Hayes. Okay, technically they can do that. Should they do that? When you're writing a report, the information has to be, you know, for that report, right? So why would you be taking information from something else and copying it onto a new report? It sounds like a fictitious report. And maybe that, you know, maybe I'm misunderstanding here, but... No, that's exactly what it is. It's just false reporting and, you um, yeah. You would think that anybody that was writing that would want to be sure that somebody would not think it was fictitious and therefore not do that in the first place. Right. So still it remains unclear, really, which organization owns the content when the state pays an outside contractor who uses state-owned material. Uh, well, whoever, whoever was paid to do that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> exactly. 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 Uh, Lewis and Clark's Gaskins maintains uh, failing to cite another author's work is problematic, given Hayes' high profile as an environmental consultant and as a former advisor to the governor. Here we go again, guys. The governor. Who's the governor? Kisshopper is the governor. Gaskins asks, she made it to this level and really doesn't understand what plagiarism is. If you don't know what plagiarism is, why in the hell are you writing in the first place? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that uh, maybe they know now. <laughs> maybe they do. Yeah. I, I think maybe they should know, you know. Uh, how, how do you uh, get in office if you don't know simple stuff like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But then again, people seem to elect idiots in the office. But the problem is... The problem is we have idiots electing idiots. So what do we have? More damn idiots. It's tiresome. Maybe there should be a criteria for people to vote people in the office. Maybe they have to be normal thinking uh, individuals in the community. But as it is, because of your right to vote and being in law, anybody can vote. Hell, they even have the illegal citizens voting. Yeah. What is it, about 33 to 3% of the population that votes, uh, they say, are illegals. So we got illegals voting. Now, no wonder our society today is all screwed the hell up. Hmm. Yeah. You know? well, <laughs> I think that's just a sign of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and let's talk about this article that's just... Well, it's just making me mad. Uh, it's my great. There's no question about it. It says, and I do quote, Members seek apology for NBC News correspondent's Chris Kyle comment. <laughs> he called Chris Kyle a racist. And I'm like, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's horrible. It says, High-ranking former military members are now demanding an apology after NBC News correspondent Eamon Mohamed-Dalton suggested Chris Kyle was a racist who went on killing streets. Media Research Center President Brent Boswell and 65 former military members, including 22, 
Admirals and generals are demanding an apology from NBC's parent company, Comcast, after uh-huh. lying down the stream of some MSNBC's Morning Joe. It says, we are deeply concerned by the NBC News correspondent suggestions that Chris Kyle, the real American sniper, was a racist. His military missions were killing sprees, the letter says, calling Mondesian statements callous and ignorant. They're not just callous and ignorant, they're, inflam- they're inflammatory and do not believe, I do not believe they should be, in, be on NBC News, period. No. But I don't care. I mean, obviously they're sensationalizing something sure they to are. get attention and you know, basically raise up that uh, advertising dollar, and, you know, it's pretty shallow. Exactly. I mean, this kind of statements were an inexcusable slap. Yeah. yeah. To face the widow of Chris Kyle. And I'd like to offer my, you know, sincere apologies for anybody in the media that's done this. Uh, that woman's been through a living nightmare. The man's a hero. His wife's a hero. You know, the media sucks, and that's what I'm <laughs> ra- enraged about. Yeah. You, you know, feel. Well, it's kind of like the Trayvon Martin case and, you know, how they sensationalized that, and they actually became part of the problem. You. you know, they made it huge, and they ma- brought so much attention to it, and, yep. you know, it just got out of control. And I really think that you really have to look at what the media did there and how, you know, they are responsible you know, they what are. they do out there affects society. It does. It certainly does. It really does, in a big and huge way. And we'll talk about that here also soon. As a former Navy SEAL, which I also protected his comrades and killed terrorists, also Chris Kyle undoubtedly saved hundreds, if not thousands of lives, both military and civilian. Here's a hero, not a talking point for a smug journalist. And, and I agree with that comment wholeheartedly. <laughs> Hats off to the person that wrote this. Uh, this was in the Insider and on Fox News. Um, well, see, you know, and and it takes some guts to stand against that when you see something going on and to even report differently. I mean, because yeah. there's a lot of backlash when you go against the status quo, you know. Well, I'm just thinking, putting something two and two together, I'll probably get ridiculed here, and I don't particularly give a crap. <laughs> well, offer it as an well, opinion. <laughs> Mo Yeldon is, is uh, you know, it's Saudi, it's Arabic. Uh, so, is there possibly some uh, some underlying, you know, situations with this guy? Is he bitter at the U.S. of America? What is he bitter about? Why would he make these statements? Um, you know, and, and <laughs> despite a massive outcry from the public, NBC News has neither apologized nor taken responsibility for these uh, comments. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> what happened to responsible journalism? I don't know. I think it went south. Yeah, what um, happened to being unbiased? <laughs> yeah. If you be, yeah. if you're actually making the story or making it up, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it pretty much uh Squashes what a journalist is. Yeah, I'm telling you. It just, I don't know, it angers me, it frustrates me to see all this. You know, and, and part of the problems we're seeing is how how journalists today, how they, how they uh, 
they'll just about write anything. They'll just about do anything to score a brownie point. That's what I call it. You know, ratings. It's all about ratings. Who's the number one news anchor? Who's the number two? And, and so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday. So they'll just pretty much say whatever they say, and the media just goes crazy. Um, part of my problem with the media is how they are sensationalizing the terrorist situations that are going on today. And I think you've seen many, many instances. It's all over the web. It's all over the news. It's all over the newspapers. It's in magazines at your local supermarket. Wow. In tabloids. And they're it's actually stuff. feeding the problem when they give a voice to those terrorists in that manner. But yeah, the act of terrorizing is to coerce. Yeah. Well, then, but then terrorists are affecting so many more people so much further, you know, where, where right. do you draw the line there, you know? Well, you know, the problem that I have today is when the terrorists see their name in the newspaper, what they did, these are sick individuals. These are people uh, that have mental issues that you cannot define. There's not a doctor in the world that can define these people. How do you label evil? You can't. These are mm-hmm. evil the most vindictive evilness I have ever heard of and seen since I've, you know, reached the age of 48. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, every time they do a beheading or they do an assassination on somebody, uh, and then the story airs for two weeks, then they do it again, then it airs for two weeks longer. Every time they do something to sensationalize these guys, they go out and do more of it. Now they're in the media. Now they're yeah. getting hurt. Yeah. And their cause, and they say, this is our cause. Every terrorist has a cause to back their evilness. Well, I'm them. sure that they they are, you know, <laughs> it's just like a stalker online. They always have some purpose that is supposed to be, an, you know, what they perceive to be a reason that's valid. Yeah. I mean, doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, some of these people's um, perspective, their perspective is skewed. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're not looking at um, society. They're looking at it from a religious uh, extreme, you know, yeah. point of view that is so foreign to us here. They're fundamental extremists, and, you know, they get power and fame for what they do. And the news media picks up on it. And my question is, okay, you've got to be heading of this recent young woman. So yeah. the news picks it up, runs the story. What happens? When they run that individual story, what happens to their survivors? That person's loved ones, they relive the story over and over and over. Every time they pick up a newspaper or they tune in the news, it's right there. How many times do they have to make the people that are affected like their survivors, uh, how many times do they have to do this? It's like causing the, it's like, Creating the terror event over and again and again yeah. and again. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't just have to see it once. They're seeing it over and over again. And you know, we got to start condemning the media for this. Yeah, uh, there's people that go on shooting sprees around the country. You see it all over. All yeah. we've had some right here in Oregon. A couple, many of them, like five in the last year. One was at the Clarkland Town Center Mall with a kid. The person went in there and started shooting up the place and hurting people and stuff. And they just kept it going for like four or five days straight, breaking news, breaking news, and went on and on. 
Then the next day, actually, there was another shooting where the kid copycatted the guy because they sensationalized the story. I yeah. don't mind getting the story out there once or something, you know, to let people know it just happened. That's that's normal journalism. Well, so people are aware, but, you know, to what point? Yeah, you know, people are probably going to get insensitive to these kind of crimes and, you know. Are. I mean, are. It can work, in my opinion, both ways. One, you get used to seeing it, so it's not news anymore. But on the other hand, for the people that are watching it, it causes widespread panic. Right. Uh, paranoid. There are people out there with, with borderline personality disorders today, and there's many. It's affecting people around the world with having mental issues and so on. Yeah. And they get their ideas, and they go out and actually act out these things. And, and it just it goes on and on. And so I started really blaming news media for what they do and how they do it. And uh, Yeah, you know, and it, it seems like they, they like the stuff that's shocking and, you know, repulsive, and they'll keep going with it. They do. I mean, how about, it's not very often where you see a news reporter that's, you know, uh, hearing someone's puppy that did something special or, you know, or something like that. It's just very far and few in between. They like those grilling, aggravating, and really offensive stories. And it's for ratings. Once again, it's all about rating. Um, you know, it's sad. It's disgusting. Um, and I hope that someday... Uh, the people, and I say the people of our country, I hope they shut down our media in that aspect. And as people start complaining and telling the media what they should write and how they should write and what they really want to see. Well, I, maybe think, I think that's kind of starting to go on right now uh, with people calling out the <laughs> news uh, reporter there. Is it uh, Brian Williams? Oh, Brian Williams. What a clown! What a clown! I used to listen to him because I liked the guy. Right, right. I mean, to to think he he made up and exaggerated a story, though. Yeah, it's shocking. Like, why? Well, you know, not only news report, but let's talk about the former president's wife, Hillary Hillary Clinton. Now that angers the holy crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. The reason is. She stated she was under fire in Benghazi. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't claim later on. I didn't know nothing about Benghazi at the time. Well, how could she be under fire and know nothing about Benghazi at the same time? Really? So there's two lies there. Uh, the fact yeah. that she was there is the third lie. And when does it stop? You know, it's because she tells the media, then the media goes out. Publishes what she said, and there it is. There's the facts. You got it from the media. So again, <laughs> there comes the media issue again. It's a big issue. So, well, you know, it'd be nice if they couldn't use the media in that in that way. You know. <laughs> yeah. Male, male, man. What about censorship? It seems like. When the little guy goes out and says something out there, man, their posts are deleted, they're banned, they're blocked. We're talking about Facebook. Well, it depends which little guy you're talking about, I think. (laughs) You do something bad, you know, totally shocking and repulsive. They seem to jump right on that. Well, not in all cases, they don't. I mean, uh, I've been banned myself for shot a half-nude woman. Uh, That was an art sculpture from... uh, 
an article that was already shared 50,000 times. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, it doesn't make sense. But then you see something on there, somebody's really abusing somebody and they have naked pictures. That stands. So I don't understand. Right. That's, 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 yeah, that's easy. what I mean. Yeah, I don't get it. it it's just, well. you know, it's the old double, double fault. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't sort of thing. And Well, um, you know, um, now that you're bringing it up, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, what yeah. about the, the fake Satanist church? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know the the Satanist uh, statue that was going to go in Oklahoma City. You saw the big seven foot with the two children. That that isn't from a real Satanist church. That's a they're actually atheists. They're fakes, and the whole purpose of that was to say, well, you have the Ten Commandments there. We need to do something that is completely shocking. That that it basically would make you repulsed, so that you will say, "Well, that shouldn't be there." Yep. So basically, what they're trying to say is, "Don't put that Ten Commandments there." But they went about it in such a way to try to get lots of attention with all the news media, which they did. Yep. <laughs> you know, this is a small group of people doing this, <laughs> only to be able to shock people. And the, the reason why the two children are there is to basically make people shocked, you know, being standing next to, you know, like the goat head of what is supposed to be Satan. Now, there's a lot lot more to that, to, you know, the image, but I'll tell you, it does not represent true Satanists at all. It, it's not even, none of the Satanists are even behind that. That's That's atheist for that reason. That's another thing right there that, well, you know, if, if this was a show called It Grinds My Gears, I, would, I guess I would have to be one of them. I mean, what well, the thing is, they, if they can't get attention by all the media, including the ACLU there, um, yeah, whatever it is, you know, the yeah. ones that help with the the rights, uh, you know, they're bringing lots of attention to it. So it seems legit, you know, and they're legitimizing somebody who's really fake. A fraud. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. And it, it's it's all over the place. Well, these people, they, they're not just doing that. They're mocking churches. They're doing obscene things, um, public sex acts, you know, things that are so wrong. You know, recently they actually paid a guy to come across the United States from California to Michigan to harass him and put it on video and make these little radio shows. I mean, mm. really? You know, thank goodness they didn't get picked up. <laughs> well, what it is is these people, yeah. they're really atheists, and atheists want, because they're non-believers of God and so on. In fact, atheists, it seems like, from the ones that I've interviewed and spoke with over the years, they don't even believe in their own damn selves, and that's, that's an issue right there. You know, but they want to change everybody else's voice. They want yeah. their opinion only, and that's what they want, you know. So basically they want to squash freedom of religion and freedom of thought, even though they say they're free thinkers. Oh, uh, yeah. Free thinkers, my uh, royalty <laughs> sign. <laughs> I've had nothing but bad luck from their opinions. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand them because they don't believe in anything. But they will misrepresent who they are in order to make a point. So it will represent 
themselves as Satanists. They'll represent themselves as people like the uh, Church of Scientology or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just false misrepresentations. Very rarely will we ever come out and tell you who they really are. They yeah. are behind a wall. Yeah, right, exactly. They're, 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 these people have fake names that they're using. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're all bad. I'm saying that there's a huge majority out there of people that are willing to stop at nothing. In fact, they have a major, major impact on the media today. They're yeah. out there. They're running our newspapers. They're exactly. 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 Uh, it's frustrating and it's damning as well. And, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, it's there's going to be some changes coming in the next three to five years. I tell you that. But uh, Karen, please speak more about this, or I'll try to answer the phone here for just a second. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we got dead air here. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> maybe maybe that was his friend that coming to the door there, so anyway, if anybody's in the chat room and has a question or a comment there. And Evan went to go answer his door real quick. He had somebody that might be dropping in and I think they probably did drop in just now, so he's uh and predisposed at this point, I guess, during the show. But yeah, as I was saying, um, we were talking about the the fake Satanist church. The um, it's called the Satanic Temple, and it's run by a guy named Lucius Greaves, which is actually a fake name. His real name is uh, David Mesner, and. Uh, the name comes from a character in a mockumentary film. So as strange as that sounds, they, they were the movie was supposed to be on a fake Satanist church that was, uh, you know, they basically were mocking Satanism to begin with. So somehow he got this name and he stuck with it, and it's actually become a reality from a <laughs> movie, which is really, really strange. And they've managed to get a lot of uh, media attention, um, especially in uh, Michigan and Oklahoma and New York, doing all these shocking behaviors like holding a pink mass and, you know, publicly and looking like a bunch of priests, um, you know, just mocking other religions in a really strange way. So it's something I've been uh, researching and looking up there. And uh, I have a friend that is actually a real Satanist that uh, has been trying to expose this group for a while. And he's uh, done a pretty good job, but hasn't went as far mainstream as it, it probably needs to, considering they're jumping all over our, everybody's First Amendment rights, which is the right of, to uh, have your freedom of religion. 
And, uh, yeah, you, you know, Judy, she says uh, he's also going around threatening people as well. And they did. They they paid somebody to get a rental car and drive from California all the way to Michigan to harass uh, a friend of mine who, his name is Tom Raposnik, and uh, he runs uh, his own Satanist church, um, the Temples of Satan, I think it's called. But um, excuse me if I get the church's names wrong because I don't remember them all really well. Not really familiar with the the Satanist movement at all or who's what. But um, I'm very familiar with what he believes. We've had him on as a host on our show before. So, um, and he's really not praying to evil. He certainly doesn't isn't an atheist either. Um, He has a very unique way um, to believe. And um, if you're interested, you can find it on the Beyond the Edge of Reality um, show title there that uh, we've got his the archive show for him up there. Um, they did, uh, had Judy saying how they threatened his wife. Um, and, you know, it, it. they actually went, the guy went to the her shop and uh, he was filming with his phone. Um, he was putting flyers up that were uh, claiming they did animal sacrifices, you know, and they, they were really just trying to make them look bad. They tried to go to the people that um, of the store and, and make them look bad in front of the – it's kind of like a mall situation there, and they're trying to make them look bad there. But they didn't – he wasn't – he did not succeed at all, so – they basically kicked yeah. him back out. Well, I'm back. That was... You're back, and I've just been rambling here about the whole thing. That's with Tom. Cool. And, uh... yeah, this guy needs uh, some special kind of great love. He really does. Tom does? Not Republic, no. Uh, this other guy. <laughs> This other guy, I was going to say. <laughs> attacking people and bothering people. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, people, here's the problem. People say, I'm a painter. I literally call it a redneck. I'm like, whatever. You know, I'm not a redneck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're not really a redneck, but okay. <laughs> I'm a post wagon that's made into a swimming pool. I'm just saying. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then again. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I welcome people's opinions and views that I always have. I welcome all kinds of creed, color, culture. I don't care what your beliefs are. I've never hammered somebody for their beliefs. I mean, if you're an atheist or whatever, that's fine. You're entitled to your race. Right, right. And I've had friends that were atheists. But why attack other people because of what you believe in? Who says, and this is the problem I have, who says that you have the God-given right to go out there and attack everybody else for what you believe in. What's oh, well, not to mention stepping all over everybody else's right. Say. You know, I mean, so what if <laughs> so what if a town says, hey, you can pray if you want to in your school. Has You know, it's your freedom. You can do that. You're not bothering anybody else. And nope. for them, they have to, oh, well, we're going to one-up that. Can they pray to Satan and do it this way and, and start doing it for shocking? They're not even 
coming out from a Satanist view at all. It's from an atheist trying to shock them into saying, look, this the Satanist idea is really, really bad. And so, the, you know, just in doing so, they're making the Satanists look bad. Yeah, I you know. Yeah, speaking of, you know, making people look bad, I, uh, you know, I had a, a dear friend come by from the Catholic Church, a priest, and came there a visit twice today to say hi. He's back in town, and I and been that's who you to went to answer the door for. That is. He came <laughs> yeah. back, and uh, I thought it was funny he was going to come back and say hi again. But instead, instead of saying hi, he brought in five boxes of food and things like that for the family, and he just super nice. And, and there oh. are a lot of kind and really good people out there. And so I just wanted to give our local Catholic Church a real heads up and say thanks, you know, for for their fellowship and for what they do. They're just a great organization, and uh, they're amazing people. And it's been... You know, really pleasurable just to be their friends down there. And so this is somebody you know personally? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, i, I got to say hats off to Marsha and Edwin Becker live on the show because they gave me a rosary, and Marsha Becker makes rosaries, some of the most beautiful rosaries I've ever she seen. She really does. And they are absolutely beautiful. Are. And uh, she gave me a couple, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. One that's just incredible. It's so beautiful. But you know, I've got a couple now because they sent me a couple. I had one that broke. I was actually shattered during an investigation. I put it back wow. together, and so I have that one. But I gave the blue one to that father and said, "Here you go." Um, and his face, he was just like, "Well, you know, <laughs> it's like if you know, can you imagine giving a priest the actual rosary that's so beautiful and blessed." It's like giving a child candy. He was just pleased. And so that was my thank you gift. And, and I want to thank Marsh and Edwin Becker for their kindness. They talk about good people out there. My gripe is that there should be more kind people like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I don't demand everybody be kind like them. But to me, uh, Marsh and Edwin are very special people. They're just very loving individuals. And they know what impact, um, you know, what they're doing has. And I'm just like you, you just gave them that the gift that she gave you, and I'm sure it's going to go, you know, he's going to use that. He's going to go up into the world and spread those blessings that she just gave to you and that you spread. So that's kind of you know, kind of cool. You know, it would just yeah. be nice if there were more, more good, more better intentioned people than people that are just angry and trying to hurt others. In the way, and I don't know. Sometimes it looks like that's what I'm doing, you know, out there grumbling and <laughs> complaining. Well, I'm but, you know, <laughs> today, but you know, that, wow. I mean, okay, you know, just because you have a gripe and a concern, I don't want people to think, hey, that guy's just a player. He's being a bitch. He's, he's just not being very polite. It's not mm-hmm. about that. It's about having your say, talking about some things that deserve you. And welcoming people to your show to call in. And by the way, if you're listening, they have something they want to share is welcome to call in as well. But being able to voice that opinion is it's a healthy thing for people to talk, you know? And yeah. That's why I created the great, just for that one purpose right there. And people say, well, that's not paranormal. I said, listen, I'm paranormal. I'm a paranormal guy. You can't take paranormal out of the show, period. So <laughs> there you go. It is what it is. 
Well, the, you know, the world's bigger than just the paranormal. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of like a little subgroup, really, of people that are interested in that. But you know, um, in, in what the what the that fake church is doing, the fake Satanist church, they they're trampling all over paranormal and supernatural beliefs as well, or you know, in anything. They they, they basically don't believe in anything. So it's really a closed-minded mindset, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny since one of the guys that they paid to go harass somebody that's in the Satanist church now that it's atheist, um, he basically started out as a ghost hunter. So I didn't know that. But, you know, I mean, huh. to, to have that closed-minded affects so much. You know, every religion and every... Uh-huh. Um, and you're talking about paganism as well, because you know they're actually going against their rights as well. You know, it'd be different if another church said, you know, or another, say, another pagan religion said, okay, I really, really, really think it's important that we're represented at the, you know, just like the Ten Commandments were, and they actually had a legitimate thing. But to find out it's fake and it's only meant to shock, um, uh-huh. to me, it's just repulsive. It's it's really a cruel thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to end up hurting everybody's rights. So I almost think that everybody needs to know what, what's going on there and realize that that's not real. Oh, absolutely agree. <laughs> I just get frustrated. You know, I really do when I'm seeing all that and seeing the friends aggressively attacked. And, you know, yeah. these people... Attack you just like the media will attack. You know, there's like dogs out there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what they do is they gang together. Um, You know, it's very common, and as you know, it's very common for people when they're doing this type of stuff to be online and use fake names. They'll use several, several profiles. So if everybody has four or five and you have three or four friends, it seems like a huge gang that's after people. Gee. You know, and I know all the tricks. I know exactly what I'm looking at. Um, you know, I, I've done this for so long that I can pick up certain behaviors and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. It's just something you pick up when you're doing it long enough. And um, I see see these people's uh, profiles, and they're all about fake. There's just nothing personal on them. There's there's all these red flags that um, show me exactly what they're doing. And it has nothing to do with honesty or trying to do something good. Um, no, I don't. No, these people have a vindictive reasoning for what they're doing. You know, you've got to wonder, you know. Um, but, yeah, and the best thing you can do is just avoid them and ignore them. And, um, you know, and if you get mad enough, well, you have your right to your opinion. You can stand off against them, too. We we will be. We'll probably have a series on this because it's a very vast story, and I I can't even go into it. And uh, it it's it's rather shocking to me. And I'm sure it's going to be shocking to everybody else when they see all the details. Absolutely right. I can't imagine that not being. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, man, there's so much, you know. Oh. What about uh, what is another glitch that you've seen? Let, let's talk a little bit about instruments. What's going on there? And I'd like you to talk a little about a little bit about your housing situation there and how uh. the city. 
Well, we we are actually we we have a shop and we actually live in the back part of the shop. We were trying to make a little apartment here. Now we probably won't finish it now, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's like a row of businesses. And so one of the businesses it, it closed a couple of years ago. Um, the 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 owner had kind of felt like he just couldn't keep up with the health department and what they needed, and it was too much money, so he just closed the doors. So it's been closed for a couple of years. Well. Um, you know, <laughs> the the guy that um, helped him, he helped fund him, actually, um, decided he was just going to turn over the business to the city. Now, we didn't, we weren't aware of this. We didn't know there was any issue or what he was doing. So we got, um, basically, one of the guys from the city came by and wanted to know if we wanted to sell this place. We had no idea about the next door what was going on with that. And I guess my husband's thinking, well, yeah, but this, I owe this, and maybe we would, you know, because we really don't like being landlords. Well, come to find out that the city now has taken everything out of there. There's not even utilities next door. So technically, the business is blighted. The problem with that is it shares the same wall. When they built it, it they put, a, you know, a top, a bottom, you know, the front and the back, but they shared the same wall. They built it right onto this. So if they tear it down, they're going to destroy this building as well. But now the city does not have money to pay us for our building <laughs> while we sit next to a blighted building that has issues that need to be maintained and there's nobody to take care of that. that you know, it's basically, it's hurt the property value. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's it's kind of like an underhanded thing that they did. They they actually went out in the street and they took all the gas lines out, so you couldn't use it as any kind of business. Well, again, that's another city thing, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. I've been on lately. I've just been really aggressive towards the media and, and city politics and you know state government and stuff because you know I mean I'm just tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing what's going on. It's going around. You're talking about. Well, I suspect it's corruption, you know, and it's statewide. You know, there's the old saying, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. There's no questions about it. But right. It's, you know, the right thing to have done would have been to talk to us before all this happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, since when do you not care about your people that live in the city? But, you know, people have their agendas and their ideas and, you know, they looked at the back of our building and didn't like the looks of it because we have not sighted the back of it since, you know, it, it needed to be done before we even bought the place. Yeah. Uh, we've been busy working on the inside for no reason, apparently. <laughs> you know, so they made they made opinions. And so the, their idea was, well, we just knocked that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just, just a shallow. They, just, they had no idea what we were doing inside. They didn't ask. They just thought I was doing this really, you know, because I have Halloween stuff out in the front. It's been in there for a couple of years because I've been busy doing other things. And so they just assumed I was doing some kind of weird thing in here. <laughs> you know, they didn't realize we did the radio show out of it. Well, so they're going to realize it now, won't they? <laughs> they might. <laughs> I'm thinking they might too. Well, that's the way that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I I did write the city manager and uh, <laughs> kind of tell him off twice. 
<laughs> Are you trying to tell me that you would do something like that, Darlene? No, not me. <laughs> I don't think so. I've never known you to do anything similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old saying goes, don't kiss Darlene off. <laughs> oh, that's what you tell people. <laughs> Yeah. So there's some people that can't piss me off, and I would never touch them, even if they did. So you know, yeah. <laughs> those people you know, know who they are. Mm-hmm. But we can name them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have good luck when I name people. <laughs> Let's not make them targets. <laughs> but. Oh man. I don't know. I think uh, I think that guy. His name is Peter. I don't want to. I don't think he goes by Peter. But it, anyway, you gotta brought that over here. Uh, gosh, he brought a whole truck over here. I, I, I'm just astonished. I think that was his uh, message to get my butt in church. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fine by me. Uh, I don't get out as often as I used to, but uh, you know. Yeah, I heard that. So. But, we keep you busy. Uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Is what it is. Is what it is. You're right. <laughs> well, let me see yeah. here. Give me a second here while I get to my screen. There were some other topics here. I ah, my computer comes up, and what do I see? The first picture is Barack Obama. Gosh, I have to week. That's a sign right there. <laughs> You know, actually, I've seen a, seen a lot of political pictures of him today. So it must be like a political day here. Political Wednesday. <laughs> Hump day. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Sylvia Hayes, we talked about her. You know, I love my grumpy cat, Fisher. Uh, you know, I just thought I'd show that and show that today. Uh, it says, uh, if you're sad about being around on Valentine's Day, just remember, no one loves you on the other days of the year either. Gosh, Grumpy, you know, that's another... I think he's a good one to interview uh, for the show. He's Grumpy all the time. But that's Grumpy Cat. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of other things I'd like to share. And, you know, it's media bias. But again, I'm attacking media. It's about damn time somebody does. Uh Media bias in the United States occurs when the media in the United States systematically emphasizes one particular point of view in a way that contravenes the standards of professional journalism. Claims of media bias in the United States include claims of liberal bias, conservative bias, mainstream bias, and corporate bias. To combat this, a variety of watchdog groups that attempt to find the facts behind both bias reporting and unbiased claims of bias have been founded. Research about media bias is now a subject of systematic scholarship in a variety of disciplines. Wow, that's a whole lot of nothing said right there, you think about it. Well, all these watchdogs that are watching the media, I don't know very many, do you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and again, we're back to 
Breaking news, I see it again. Breaking news, it says. Looks like our Democrat governor will resign over ethics sex scandal. My, 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 John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get weirder and weirder, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's an article that I love. I'm going to read this one to you. Have you noticed the repeatedly covered Islamic State or ISIS terror group is now getting daily, priceless, relentless coverage from the mainstream media? The public relations campaign that CIA's ISIS is getting from CIA's Western mainstream corporate media now officially rivals the anti-Syrian and anti-communism propaganda campaigns of the 1950s. This unprecedented daily campaign coverage of the U.S. NATO-created armed and funded group seems to be very focused. ISIS is everywhere there is, despite the fact that truth seekers and alternative media continue to expose the ISIS psyop uh, in real time. The ISIS theater continues without end, above and beyond their incredible ability to sustain themselves in the heat of conflict against the long list of NATO countries. ISIS not only maintains their crew, but they have even time to stage multiple beheading videos targeting individuals from countries all over the world, from countries like Japan, Australia, Great Britain, and so on, Germany. Now, again, and this is not my cause, but again, other people are starting to now blame the media, and again, we talked about this, for their sensationalizing you know, these terror organizations and what they're doing. And again, they're blaming mainstream media. It's about damn time that yeah, people stand yeah. up. Well, good. Know? It's a good time to speak up then about the fake Satanist group <laughs> getting all the attention. <laughs> There's one person I've been following quite a bit lately, and I really like him, Lou Dobbs. Props to Lou Dobbs. In a recent yeah. video started by Lou Dobbs, he studied these words, and I do quote, the Islamic State to this point, whether our president comprehends or not, has still made the world's only superpower, meaning us. The savages reveal, and their butchery and our president still will not call them what they are, claim philosopher instead of president. Cowering behind his sophistry, unranked self that the Islamic State controls a third of Syria, a third of Iraq, that our enemies are radical, Islamists, and that they're now responsible for the deaths of our innocent Americans, as to the family, 26-year-old Tyra, you know, agreed. And, and again, we pray for her and her family. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. Do well, you think that's an easy way to control people by using extreme religion? Yes, it is. It is I mean. It's being forced down our threats and our. Right. That we see. Use, use fear, you know, use the unrealistic uh, rewards that will never happen, like the 72 wives, <laughs> virgins, yeah. I should say. You know, it's uh, it's just really uh, sad, too. You know, these people are victims as well, being into the something like that, really. Not that they can see it. Well, you know, we should consider, you know, for instance, that, or just think, how many think, Tank studies are released on any given topic, and how frequently these uh, reports are, you know, covered by journalists who are either incapable or uninterested in, in delving into the topic themselves to determine the quality of the research. So, 
Yeah, yeah. we're just wondering what the story is. What I'm saying. And I'm well, and, and that's mind. that's a really good point. That's the same thing with the the, sat, sat, the fake Satanist. You know, of uh, you know, it, they could have done just a little bit of homework and they really realized who this guy was and how he was not the same as the other churches. You know, I mean, there is no um, research into what's going on. I think a lot.
fabrication there that you have children by some other marriage. I must have the children by another mother. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You know, I've put it all. I've put it all. But you know, yeah. the truth is, yeah. I mean, after the media, for whatever reason, you're going to get a lot of stuff said. You just have to say whatever and move on to the next day. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks or what they say. I don't care. But I just wanted to set the record straight and make some work down. That's true. Anyway, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a problem unless they start harassing you personally, which, you know, let's face it, somebody yeah, did and well, they crossed the line way far. Yeah. And there's a reason why there's a stocking order being up. <laughs> yeah. So in this policy, it says, Mark, Monday, March, six months since a white police officer killed on our black teenager Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. The shooting sparked protest over Brown's death and the broader racial divide it came to symbolize. Now, half a year later, major legal action is taking that divide head on. On Sunday, more than a dozen St. Louis area residents filed a class action lawsuit against Ferguson and the other suburb. Um, you know what? I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that because, like I said, if this was the show, this grinds my gears. It would grind my gears. <laughs> this plane, honestly, you'll chap the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. How do you support? Okay, you have a right to go out and even protest. Say, hey, I don't agree with this decision. Okay? Right, right. Although, and I'll state it for the record, my opinion was that officer was cleared for a reason. The guy was a fuck. The guy was a criminal. The guy was an aggressive, abusive attacker, and he got what was handed to him, and the jury saw that and cleared the cut. Hats off to the cop. He shot a bad guy. He shot him in self-defense. So uh, to the average public out there, and we're not discussing who they may be, but, you know, you, you, you dig out, he got what he got. It's called karma. Sorry. Uh, so what do they do to make it better, to make their view go hurt? They go out and tear up Ferguson. There's rocks around the country. Uh, and... and Predominantly, what is black neighborhoods or Afro- African-American uh, neighborhoods, and they burn and loot buildings, uh, blow up cars, damage store patrons' fronts, windows. They loot their businesses. They're stealing. But they're out there protesting, making their point. It's precisely my point. If, right. if, uh, my problem is if a white guy goes out, and gets shot by a black police officer, our population isn't going to go out there and protest like that and burn every uh, storefront in the neighborhood and riot. And well, I'll stuff. tell you something else, but it's that? also not going to be picked up by the media. No, and why is that? Why is that? Because it's not a good story. It's kind of ridiculous how, how things are seen that way, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, who sensationalizes that? Who does that, darling? Who sensationalizes these stories? Yeah. You know, that would almost seem like a reverse uh, prejudice there. but (laughs) It really is. And then if you say something about it, then you're labeled a right-wing, you might be labeled a You're racist. (laughs) You might might say you're you're a racist. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they really can't call you a racist though. They can't call yeah. me one either. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that a man's got a half 
Filipino king, and Philippines are pretty much, they have just about every nationality you can think of in them, from the Spanish mm-hmm. to we name it. <laughs> so they, they're not cool there with me. I don't think so. Oh, by the way, did you know that uh, my friend that came out a little while ago was colored? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So let's go. Well, no, I didn't. It's not like you said the guy that came over here as a <laughs> colored. <laughs> I'm just well, saying. Like, I, I don't know why that would even matter, but <laughs> I know you're making a point here. <laughs> Black, pink, green, or purple. You know, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about what nationality you are. I have. I see people for who they are, and that's people, and that's the way it is. That's true. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's just. Uh, I, I swear I'm gonna start right, but I haven't began yet. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> well, actually, I've seen you more worked up when you think somebody is um, being treated badly. You, you tend to champion people and help them. Well, and then you're really a tiger. Well, you know, I can remember growing up through Catholic schools, and uh, there was a school called the Assumption. My brother and I attended and when we were in grade school. And, okay. Uh, man, we were treated bad back in the day. I mean, uh, uh, Oh, we they were strict back then. Oh, yeah. People, my brother was different. He was quiet, didn't talk much, stayed to himself really? sort of thing. So they, <laughs> yes, and they would pick on the guy. So oh. My brother was the type of guy that never got in a fight in his life. They would beat him up daily, weekly, you know, and then... Mm-hmm. The Catholic nuns and everything be like, oh, you know, that's normal, blah, blah, blah. And, and one day, one day, my brother finally got tired of it. He said, I'm not running today. He said, I'm standing my ground. And I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to get beat up again. Well, because I was a younger brother, see, so my brother had to try to fight for me because I was much younger, like almost seven years younger, eight. Well, <laughs> so I remember that these guys, and they've been bullying people, you know, anybody that they thought was different, they they would come against them and just beat on them daily. And it went on a long time, for months. My brother, I remember him saying one day, he says, we're not running, I'm standing right there, I'm tired of this guy. And uh, he walked up to my brother and socked my brother in my face. And I'm like, uh-oh, here comes a, here comes a girl whooping on us. And my brother walked over to the guy and just beat him to the ground. And <laughs> he walked over to the next bully that was next with the guy. And, you know, the guy started to say something. My brother didn't even think twice. Beat that kid up. He beat up two kids in about five minutes' time. And we never had a problem at that school again. We, were, we walked around. <laughs> he never bothered him again. Um, and that was the only time I ever saw my brother get in a fight. And you see, doesn't that teach you that sometimes you have to stand up to people? That's my you know point. I mean? So you can't that's back down. Point. You have to stand up to them, and that's when you don't have a problem, which is something that I learned I, when I was a kid. That's exactly my point. My point also is on bullying, because that's an important topic I wanted to discover and talk about a little bit more as well. Uh, the bullying? Now, my, brother, my, my father always told me, you know, just run away. Just walk away. And I remember many instances back in the Rocks Wives days, and I was very young, but able to remember this. My dad didn't walk away. 
they came up on his house threatening to kill him, he went out and got a shotgun. He didn't walk away. Really? He stood up for himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had people say that. Oh, just turn away. Or it's none of your business. If they're not bothering you, don't do anything. It's none of your business. Exactly. No. Right. So. Sometimes there is time where you have to defend yourself and stick up for what's right. Or, or do the same for people or a community. You know, I was raised that if you see something wrong, to, to say something. Don't don't shy from it or hide from it. That's how people get away with doing stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, with that said, uh, gosh, you know, is there, should we continue griping or what? Are we just getting warm? Well, you're, you're we talking about warm? bullies here. <laughs> What's that? You were talking about bullies here. Uh, something that we we run into quite often with everything we do. You know, for some reason, I can even link mainstream media with being bullying. Because they're right what they want you to hear. And they make that one-sided. That's bullying. Yeah. It's dominating, being a dominator. That's part of being a bully. Well, it's misinformation, you know, when you don't have the whole truth. You need a certain amount out, yeah. Yeah, you do, and I don't, I don't like that. And then, you know, I don't want to be able to think for myself, and, uh, you know, so, yeah. That's, it's just a very good topic to talk about, indeed. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, boy, I know I said a lot today. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I notice about the bullies online, too, is that they, they like to get a lot of attention. A lot of it's that. So, you know, I imagine some people, you know, and we see this in the paranormal where they're kind of media whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, some of the worst people are very much that. They'll, well, they, at least they pretend to be something they're not. Um, <laughs> we, we've seen people that say they're TV producers. Um, oh, this is yeah. going back from 2006 when I started, saying they have TV producers, they're getting a show on TV. They'll name the, the network they're supposed to be on. It never happens. I can tell you shows that never showed up, you know, almost 10 years later. <laughs> Not there. Never happened. That's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, so when when I see uh, somebody in the paranormal that says, I've got a show out, I've, we're doing this, we're doing that, you know, and then a few months later they're still, still talking about it, and a few months later they're still talking about it. I don't believe it. In fact, I don't believe anybody tells me they've got a show coming on because I, I know the reality. And I'll tell you, I'd say out of 50 people that said they were going to have shows, mm-hmm. not one did. The only people that had shows were the ones that didn't talk about it first. Mm-hmm. You know, because they kind of keep that quiet. Just You know, the only people that are going to know are the people that are close to those people. Well, again, they're using media to do what they do, too. And, again, right. our media is right. another part there. Yeah. That's I mean, you've got people thing. that are promising to be on, uh, oh, I'll get you on TV, or, you know, I'm I'm this famous person, and they get the attention this way. And they get a lot of people behind them. So when they start on people, they've got a bunch of people behind them who think they're something, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and, uh this obviously goes to somebody else that's been bugging you, but it, it it's more than that one person. There's several. I see this time and time again with this kind of behaviors of uh, trying to act like there's something special, you know. 
Look at me. I'm I'm oh. this, and you know I can treat you bad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes okay. they don't use the real name. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I really, um, I've done this so so much, and people not using their real name is really a cue when they're kind of hiding something on themselves like that. Um, yeah. I tend to not not like people who don't use the real name out there. That's well, just me well, because it. Yeah, that is a big flag. I mean, yeah, yeah. my real name, but I get hammered for it. You crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. And, and as far as people telling you, oh, just be quiet, stop talking to them, like things are going to go away, um, you would have to get offline for things to go away because they're hitting, you know, when it's in the paranormal, they're hitting people that you know. You know, they're they're hitting you where it hurts. They know how to manipulate. So it's really important to kind of stand up to them. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say antagonize them, but um, there's certain ways to deal with that, but... Yeah, you don't have um, to antagonize. I mean, don't do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, let's face it. There, there's a there's a bad side to what we do. Um, we do get uh, slammed all over the place. We certainly get stories being told of us. <laughs> you know, there is a a, a backlash. Um, it's something that we know we we have to deal with. Although with the the person that you had to get the stocking order in, and that went way too far. Um, generally, the people are just kind of annoying, and they tell stories. Um, they set up web pages for you. <laughs> you know, they set up groups to, to try to badger you, and we know this. Um, we champion other people for this because we're used to dealing with it, and they're not. You know, usually people don't know what to do. But um, You know, they're using the media in the same way, though. They're misusing it and, you know, pretending to be something they're not. The yeah. same same type of lying out there, manipulating. No question about that whatsoever. Nope. I've seen it all. Experienced it all. But you know what? It just makes a person stronger. And that's true. It makes you stronger and you just move on to what you normally do. Yep. You know, if you had to live your life Worrying about what somebody might be saying about you, it's going to be a long. <laughs> <laughs> Only worry when they say stuff right on your page, and then at that point you block them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, if people are saying stuff at other places, you really don't have a control, and the more you react to it, the more they can go on that way. But you do have to stand up to them and, and say something in your own page or something. You know, you can't completely hide from them either. Your own defense sort of thing, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely do. Um, I mean, I have. I'm not going to lie. I've handed it to them several times, and I'll continue to do that because you have a right (laughs) to voice your background opinion. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make you a bad guy. You're not being bad. You're not doing anything wrong. You're voicing your opinion for yourself. And, you know, I was told many times opinions are like elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that I'm includes my elbows. Well, I could be very strong in my opinions. <laughs> oh, I do sometimes get after people because I feel like they're strong enough to learn and to to do something about it. 
but realizing maybe what they're doing is not uh, perceived as well as they think. Yeah, I know. So, and yeah, Yeah. I can be a nasty witch, and I admit it. And they, you know, they can feel free to go up there and complain about me and call me that or whatever they want, and I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they say. It's uh, everything's entitled to their own opinions, you know. They need to keep stuff civil. I'll get on them. And there's no question about that. I've done it many times. I have no problems with that. Uh, I like being opinionated. When the days are coming when we won't have a voice and we will not have an opinion, and until then, I'll say my favorite saying: I will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> you know, typically what usually happens, though, in those things where the government gets a hold, and, you know, the things go through cycles. Um, you know, eventually people do stand up and they fight. Yes, they do. You know, and uh, this has happened here as well, you know. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe we would lose them, but altogether to, to be completely controlled by some, I don't think so. I don't think that'll ever happen. I I doubt it. I mean, I don't see the yeah. I don't know. It's hard to the say. The first thing they'd have to do is shut down the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they you know, have any problems. Free thinking. Anonymous <laughs> and all these clowns. And yeah, they're clowns. And they're a terror organization. Watch their videos. You know, and my husband's I, quoting you from the Independence Day. Anyway. That hides behind a mask is just a clown, period. Yeah, yeah. So they're not <laughs> about they're so brave. What? What? You know? It's frustrating that that you see this sort of thing. Um, and I hate that mask they wear in the first place. And yeah, I'm talking crap about it because you know what? I've seen a lot of them intimidating people and just really being a pain and a menace out there. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, hackers and it's no better, different, getting hacked by now. Well, you mean you're, you're, you're talking like anonymous who aren't out there, you know, so they don't have to take responsibility for anything they do. It's really easy to go out there and, and put a no name, um, you know, just become some part of something, do whatever you want. There's no rules and not take responsibility because you're some hidden person. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, a will. Yeah, you know, I understand if they're doing something that they feel they need to do for something right, but obviously they cross lines a lot as well. So they do, they really do. And, you know, I yeah. Well, I hope that you know, I hope that uh, I hope today that we send a message. I know I've kind of attacked mainstream media, but what is that? That is mainstream media. Good lord! That I mean, yeah. It's well, you, you know that mainstream media now goes across the internet as well, and much of it's seen on the internet. Why is mainstream media allowing these terrorists to have websites where they can filter their own rubbish and trash? Why are they allowed that? Why is the U.S. federal government... Okay, same reason out? why on Facebook you can watch people cutting heads off, and you wonder how come they get mad at you for a silly... Mimi picture. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know. I, I, it just makes you wonder how how people embedded in ISIS and these terror, terrorist organizations they're around. We got five checkpoints for terrorists between Oregon, Idaho, and Seattle, but that's on another show completely. This conspiracy show. 
I'm telling you, I've got a map that's on my wall, and I make the coordinates and mark what's going on. So I'm following it. So really? Oh, I want a and picture of this map. What you're doing. <laughs> I didn't realize you did that. You pay attention. And what's interesting is there's four mosques that are involved. So, you know, that's wow. another, another topic right there. And then they wonder why people get mad when they want to make their statues or whatever at ground zero. I mean, really? Really? We're going to put a mosque right there? We're going to put some terror statue or something there? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's just not a good idea. Oh. That's right. Putting a slap in every person that died and gave their lives in 911. It, it's mm. not going to happen. I don't see that happening. And if it does, you know, I'm going to blame. I'll blame mainstream ma- media. They have a lot of pressure and influence in our today's societies, and it's got to stop. It's got to change. They've got to do something different. Uh, there's got to be a higher. Oh, right maybe them. maybe they need to. Cause I understand. I'm trying to get ratings and stuff, but to what point? What responsibility do they have when they're reporting stuff that isn't good? You know, I'm not saying they shouldn't report it, but how far do they bring it? How much do they have to report on it? You know, know, Let's face it, how many times do you see something going on and then that's all there is on TV and you get kind of sick of it? Yeah. Yes, you do. I just get fed up of seeing it. You know, I can turn the channel 2, 6, 8, or 10, or 12 right now, and there will be news coverage concerning the terrorist crap that's going on around the world today. It does never end. It just filters in. Every mm. doggone news link is just loaded with this stuff. Mass shootings. Uh, this guy did this. This guy did that. It's just frustrating. Um, and, you know, you got to be a whole lot better things to realize. It's okay. Maybe uh, broadcast something once in a while about an incident that happened, but you know to have it the same thing covered all day long on a particular like a uh, shooting or something to have it go on for two days is absolutely, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there's no need for that because they don't have anything else. Reporters are getting lazy out there. I know. So repeat the same thing over and over and over. I know. They do instead of finding new stories, they share everybody else's and add to it. It's They'll make you think you got something new, and you listen. It's nothing, <laughs> well, right? Kind of like, no. kind of like a really it. bad miniseries. <laughs> What's funny is now we're on LinkedIn. Our news correspondent, ABC Nine News, is responding, and we got Gregory Gagliano. That's and, and then we go to news, another news channel, and they go back to the our news respondent channel twelve, so and so on. It's the same. Them propaganda they're putting out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh yeah it's frustrating. Uh, our late, our 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 daily newspapers here now is just full of propaganda and stuff, and and they're just all covering back one another, and it's just tiresome. You know, we the people need to stand <laughs> up, figure out what the hell needs to be done out there, and actually go about doing it in a proper sense from voting the right people in. To making proper decisions and legislative laws, and that's another topic that I'll briefly discuss. That's just incriminating within itself. You know, our rights, our U.S. constitutional rights, have dwindled to next to nothing. They've been altered, changed, fabricated, uh, not endorsed, not upheld, 
it just goes on and on. The list is endless. In Oregon, there are 60 new laws every day that come into play. 60 new laws per day. Can you imagine what that does to us as, private, as the private sector out there? So that's you asking topic, me? You know, that's the topic <laughs> itself. It really is. But, you know, so, okay. but anyway, uh, you know, I'm going to bring this web show back, and, and we got, I want to tell people out there, we got a uh, news correspondent from KBOO Cable that is signed on with us. He's a news commentator, mm-hmm. and he is going to be uh, basically sitting in with us on our panel here on The Great Show, and wow. we're going to his newsreel with ours. And so uh, he's agreed to come on. I've talked to him today. And so the next great show, we'll be with him, and we'll disclose who he is and, and his links and what he does. And so we're really looking forward to that, to expand a little bit here as he's <laughs> on the uh, AM Airways here in Cable locally. And, uh, you oh, know, very cool. Yeah, he, he's very much like me, actually. He, he had a show uh, <laughs> uh, similar to the great, and it was a very popular show. and, and you know, I, I talked to him about combining it with the great show and 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 uh, sitting in with us here, and so you know we'll get out there. And his lookout, his outlook on things, are pretty incredible from a journalist standpoint and a reporter and a news anchor. So we do welcome him, and, and so that'll be a good addition. Do you? I know you must have talked a little bit on on that. Do you feel like you kind of relate to him? Yeah, definitely can. Okay. He's been there. He's interviewed people, and uh, he ran a local radio station there at his college too. And uh, so, yeah, we're looking looking forward to hearing from him here on the next great show that we'll set up soon, and details will be coming. But uh, yeah, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be back with the great today, and we talked a little bit, had our say, and yeah. We'll we had a little rough start with the last show we tried to schedule. It didn't work work out for us at all for a couple of reasons there, and we tried to reschedule it even. So yeah, it just seems I'm battling health issues now, and when I can get out there, I can. And yesterday was a pretty pretty crappy day. I should grab about that. I woke up early. And yeah, you didn't at all. He he really didn't complain at all, other than to briefly let me know to to cancel the show, but he wasn't grumping and. I was worried about him. Oh yeah, you did good. Not, I'm not. <laughs> so you can grumble now. <laughs> I'm not grumpy, then uh, something's wrong. So, <laughs> that's that, you know, uh, I want to thank you for helping me out with the show today and getting everything ready and, and stuff like that. And well, that's what I do. Back and the gripe is back, people. And we'll be we're, our next gripe show. I also want to cover relationships and the internet and so on. It's a really powerful show. I have some ideas and. As well, so uh, oh, right? I might be in oh, trouble. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you do realize fine. I met my husband online, so. <laughs> oh well, 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 well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You're thinking, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you met your spouse on the moon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes yep. I wonder. <laughs> Aliens. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I just want to say thanks again, and thanks for hosting the show. And I'm going to terminate this show for the day. Uh, I'm uh, 
starting to get uh, dry mouth from talking so long. I'm getting close, but he's losing my breath. I haven't gotten grabby yet. That's the funny thing. But don't worry. There'll be another show coming up very soon. We'll do one next week, in fact. And yeah, it's a good time to end. My, my husband's in the chat room telling on me, so something about being grumpy. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, that's what I say. Yeah. I'm going to have to ban him. You want to meet grumpy, you have to meet one of my first girlfriends. I remember her. She was the grumpiest creature in the planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I can still hear. I can still hear her grumpiness. Oh man! <laughs> well, as long as you're not talking about me, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, we don't talk about you. But uh, anyway, I'm going to grump a little bit, real quick, about Edwin Becker not being on the show today. We miss him being on there. I know you have. Yes, too. we do. I told him I was going to grump about that on the show, and if I didn't, I wouldn't be a man of my word. But I'm grumping about that, and hopefully he'll get a kick in, you know, when he hears it out of that. <laughs> well, we we absolutely love the Beckers, and, you know, Edwin is very special to us. So. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't make a very good target. <laughs> <laughs> That's he'll do the right part. There's no question yeah. about it. Anyway, all right. You know, this is the great show for those that are tuning in late. And we were about to go off air here, and there'll be a, uh, I call it the revised edition because it'll be downloaded. You can just listen to it and make comments as you get the the uh, the uh, podcast links to re-listen to it. Um, and again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Uh, it was a pleasure to be back on the great, and we'll, we'll hammer the show out some more. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.